Welcome to the Impact Alumni Podcast for March 17th of 2010. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm your host, Paul Clifford. I'm the president of the East Carolina Alumni Association. This podcast is produced at least monthly and exists to provide free and convenient professional development for alumni relations practitioners. We have a great show lined up for you today. I'm going to be talking with Rob DiMartino. Rob is a director for Final Sight, which is a web, software, and service provider for the educational community. He's here with us today to share ideas on web communications for your alumni community. Prior to his decade with Final Sight, uh, a company that, again, that specializes in web software and services for educational organizations. Rob worked at the, for UConn Athletics and then for the UConn Alumni Association as a innovator in web initiatives for outreach, friend raising, and communications purposes. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, Paul. How are you? Thanks I, for having me. I'm doing great. Glad to have you. Rob, first, let, let's start before we get into social media and technology. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you transitioned from a career in higher education into uh, the work that you're doing today? Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty easy, uh, actually. It's, it's kind of, you know, the, uh, the luck of the draw. Um, in college, you know, the Internet wasn't around too much, and and uh, uh, going to uh, UConn in, in uh, the uh, NEAG School of Education as an undergrad, um, continuing on as a master in education, I always had a, a two passions. You know, one was was on the sports side of things, and and one was on the uh, technology side of things. So it, it kind of fell into my lap where me and uh, uh, a good buddy of mine, Chris Ladd, um, got an opportunity to um, build a website for UConn Athletics, um, and that was the first of, of its kind. Um, we were, you know, in a very uh, exciting transition going from a regional athletic program to a national uh, athletic program, and, and an opportunity really that I just couldn't pass up and, and really had a great um, chance to work with some great people, you know, Lou Perkins, um, Jeff Hathaway, Pat Babcock. Um, Tim Tollican in, in the sports information side of things, but that's when a light bulb kind of went off in my eyes that you know the web is is really you know the place to be for the future for connecting passionate users. Um, so you know working with them, you know through undergrad, um, through grad school as a GA, um, there was a lot of uh, great um, initiatives that that I kind of thought off of, and, and there was no policies back then, so it was kind of free game. Um, you know, the Wild West, so to speak, yeah. um, is, okay, let's put up some bios, let's put up the media guides, let's, you know, let's let's open it up to, you know, maybe some interactivity where, uh, you know, even before the Hartford Current was doing email box scores, you know, I, I put up a form online to say, you know, who wants to get emailed box scores after the game? Um, and this was 1995 right. uh, time frame, so it was a little cutting edge back then, but you know, that opened up my eyes to see thousands of people actually signing up for these emails, um, you know, making more work because there wasn't technology to automate this process. But, you know, so I'd, I'd stay up as a GA till 11 o'clock at night and shoot out the box scores to the men's and women's basketball games. Um, so, you know, that early on was kind of a light bulb moment for me saying, you know, it, this information sharing, information age is, is going to allow people to get what they want on their own um, time frame. Um, and if you as an educational entity can connect and engage people, even if they aren't one of the 10,000 people that came back to campus to watch the game or watch it on TV or whatnot, 
that's the end goal is connection, is engagement, um, you know, 1.0, so to speak, at that point. Um, and then I got lucky enough to, to be, uh, um, you know, part of the UConn alumni family. Um, UConn, as you know, um, when we spent some time together, is, right. you know, I believe, blue and white. Uh, and my kids do now nowadays, and, and you know that's that's a part of me. So I was lucky enough to to continue my time as an undergrad grad student in a great athletic program with great people and a great uh, alumni association, but two totally different um, organizations. Um, with alumni, I think you know I was hired on as the director of interactive marketing and communications. Right. I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> but it was, hey, this guy can do the web, he can do the print, he could do the mag, you know. So it was learning on the job, but it was also, you know, Bill Colburn um, and Ed Chu kind of taking a flyer on a young kid who, who knew his stuff but can try to take the Alumni Association to the next level. So I had some great experiences there with with some great companies that, that really shaped where, where I am today at, at Final Sight because um, we rolled out one of the first, alumni communities at UConn. Right. Um, you know, part of that was, uh, you know, Harris Publishing coming in, and it was before the dot-com bust, so, you know, people really wanted UConn's name out there. So they were courting us, and instead of paying for services, we were actually getting some good, um, you know, good offers for, for us to actually uh, use a vendor services for giving them more exposure but leaning on the UConn brand, so to speak. So... That gave me a little insight in the business side of things as well. Um, so, you know, today at Final Sight, we've been um, basically helping schools and colleges out for uh, the past decade plus and, you know, elegantly organizing a web strategy. Um, and one of the things that I took from being, you know, on the other side of the fence in, in education is, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated. And, and that's really how we built our company up from, you know, four people to start with to, to 45 now, um, you know, dealing with hundreds of schools across the globe in 30 different countries in about 45 different states. But, you know, again, it's software, um, it's services, but it, it it all goes down to relationships and, and taking care of people if you're on our side of the fence. Um, so not to talk too long about that, but it, it's been a good run so far. Um and it really has been about innovation. It's been about the people that I've connected with. Right. Um, you know, John Moser, um, who was, you know, one degree of separation away from Deb Crary, who I shared an office with at UConn, um, said, hey, you guys are kind of the, the same mindset. You should get together. Um, and that was, you know, 11 years ago. Um, that was a huge risk for me, jumping from a great spot at UConn to a startup company. Yeah, and and a huge and a huge loss for us. I, I remember, uh, I remember the day that you announced that you were going to go on and work in this venture, as we were colleagues at the time at UConn, and uh, it was a big loss for us. We had to scramble to to pull the pieces back together. Right, and I didn't mean to leave you guys at a loss. I just, you know, felt like it was, you know, it was a good opportunity for for me to try something new and and to really excel and and continue my passion. Um, and I, I can tell you to this day, it's been a, a no-brainer. Um, it was, you know, one of the one of the best, you know, jumps in in my um, career ladder, so to speak. Okay. Still, you know, engaging with a lot of educational institutions and and kind of showing best practices and and it's almost I'm I'm an ambassador for technology now to 
tell people, you know, that's the way we've always done it isn't going to cut it anymore. Right. Well, you know, let, challenge let's, your step. let's jump right into that. You know, a popular topic uh, these days is social media. So in, in working with your clients, how have Facebook, LinkedIn, and, and the like transformed the way alumni interact with their alma mater? Yeah, I, I think there's there's three types of schools. There's there's the ones that get it, and those are the early adopters that are innovative. And even from my days at UConn, you know, being um, being a you know kind of a, a a wet behind the ears kind of professional in the alumni environment, I, I looked at people like Andy Shanlin, um, who are doing great things at Michigan and now at Caltech, and and he was kind of the the thought leader for, you know, well-established uh, alumni associations in, in cutting edge. Before Facebook and LinkedIn, it, it was kind of the, the online community. You know, how do you, how do you get people to go from a traditional, you know, reading a magazine or a game watch or um, a homecoming event where they have to come back and see you and, and you control the message to less control? Um, part of my job at UConn was, Doing the the web and communication stuff, but also running chapters and clubs. Right. You know, so you deal with a lot of personalities in that environment as well. Um, but it's mostly you know people going back to you to say, you know what, that event wasn't too good, Rob, or we should try this event. Um, where I think the social um, revolution, so to speak, has opened it up to go beyond the alumni office. It's given everyone a voice, for good or bad, to communicate to connect so it's taken the the value away from the traditional online alumni community so to speak and it's put them out into the internet whether it's facebook linkedin um for the different purposes it's it's really made i think and this is more in your seat made you think how do you do things differently but also add the value to say your alumni community or or to your alums for that matter. How do we connect people um, and engage them through this social web, whether it's friend raising, whether it's a game watch, whether it's um, career networking in this economy um, where people are looking for jobs in, in, in you know, higher uh, volumes before. So I think the biggest um, thing for schools is, is what we say is come up with a strategy. You're not going to be everything to everyone, but at least join the conversation. So what are people talking about you on Twitter? Is there 10 different unofficial alumni pages in Facebook? Is there a LinkedIn group? Um, so look in the mirror to see what what's out there, but have a strategy, whether that's hiring a, a social media person in your organization to, to help do that or getting a team concept to say, Social media is here to stay. How can we look at it and embrace it for our institution to forward our mission but engage people in more than just an ask? Give them what they see as value, whether it's a young alumni event where you you throw a, a Facebook status update, you know, young alumni event in Boston, free beer. <laughs> or, you know, you, you get a, a LinkedIn of. Um, um, networking event in you know some of your regional areas. So there's a right. lot of value there, but I think it's it's less about the tools and it's more about the strategy. And that's where you can come in, like as as the president and CEO of ECU, 
is is you you forge your strategy with your team. And right. your team is your paid staff, your team is your board, your team is your volunteers. How do you engage them so that all of this technology enhances your mission? And you give your audience what they need, whether you're membership-driven or you just want to, again, engage them in, in the friend-raising and fundraising uh, environment. Absolutely. A couple important points that you, you touch on is the the whole social revolution that you're talking about. Clay Shirky wrote a book called Here Comes Everybody. And, and what he talks about is... Um, people organizing without organizations. Now, all these social media sites, whether it be Facebook or LinkedIn, give people the the tool to organize without having an organization to bring them together. And so you're right, alumni associations and really uh, any organization in this kind of position um, has had to reassess our position in, w- with our constituents because they no longer need us to get together and to, to get information from each other because of all these tools that are available to them on the on the internet. I, I think the other thing that's that's important that you point out is you have to begin with strategy. That that's uh, that's essential. You know, all too often I hear people coming up to me saying we need a Facebook page or we need to be on Twitter, and, and my my question to them is why do we need that? Uh, you know, not not that I'm against it, because certainly we we have a fairly robust social media strategy now in place. But I want I want to force them to think of these as as tools, like we use email and like we use our print publications. That's all a lot of these things are are tools to help us advance our strategies to engage alumni. And so I don't want uh, the focus to be on the tool. I want the focus to be on the strategy and what we hope to accomplish by using these things. Absolutely, and I, I think that the big key too is is there's different purposes. You know, one is for marketing, two is for data. You know, if you can go in and, and find data in you know Facebook or LinkedIn groups, and 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 those are are, are two different kind of areas. Right. Um, so what we've kind of talked about to schools is you have two areas that you can control. One is your website. That is yours. You own it. You can add copy to it. You can add blogs. You can get other people in, in uh, tune with it. You can build your own alumni community, and you own that. The second is your database. You know, you own the data. So good data, bad data, garbage in, garbage out, is if you can get those two working together, that you're in a good spot. And if you can add value to your website so that you can, again, in part of your strategy, recycle some of the RSS feeds to go to Twitter, to Facebook, to LinkedIn. So with a skeleton crew at your school or your association, you can market from your website, but also touch all of the social media environments that might then spark further conversation. Um, So you can set it up with a smoke and mirrors to start with if you don't have that social media person. And then if you do have that social media person or you have some volunteers that fit into your plan, then you can do some timely tweets. You can do some, um, you know, an auction on on Facebook. You can do LinkedIn career networking um, webinars or, you know, live stream a a, a speaker series. Um, So there's a lot of cool things you could do, but I think, again, uh, I'm right on target with you. It's got to be strategy or else six months down the line, you're going to raise the bar so high, and then the rug's going to fall out from under you, so that you know you're not setting yourself up for success. 
You're listening to the Impact Alumni Podcast, and we're talking with Rob DiMartino, a director for Final Sight. Now, Rob, earlier in the, the show, you mentioned how you were, one of your first experiences was developing a website for UConn Athletics. Talk a little bit about how websites have changed, and in particular, alumni or advancement websites. Uh, I know our strategy here at East Carolina has been uh, we've kind of taken a step back from trying to build an online community and getting people to participate in our online community because there are frankly other there are other communities out there that are better at doing it, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook. And so we've chosen to have a more robust strategy uh, in those social media areas. But what we've done is we've used our website kind of as a as an online warehouse. Uh, basically, we store all of our information about the organization out there. And so regardless of where we are in our communication strategy, it either begins at the website or ends at the at the website with uh, opportunity to interact or, or get more more information about a topic, but talk a little bit about how uh, websites have evolved from your time at the uh, athletic department to building the online community at the UConn Alumni Association to what you're seeing today. Yeah, I I think, again, they've gone from very, and and we're talking, you know, the Internet's been around for 25 at most, you know, even in the early days. So we're still talking a very short time frame. Um, But back in the day, you needed to be a techie. You needed to code. You needed to have some desire to either open Notepad or Dreamweaver or some of the early HTML programs um, and have some um, some sort of proficiency in you know Photoshop or or image editing and design capabilities. Um, now it's you know it's really there's software out there and and, and you know we we built a software program where. Our goal was to say, you know what, it's got to be as easy as Word on the web to get people who own content to put it up, whether it's athletics, whether it's alumni, whether it's posting media. What, you know, So now it's more of a community-building project instead of just a bottleneck of one geek doing the work. And I say geek in the, an endearment term because that's, that's <laughs> what I was. I was the athletic geek to, to put up you know, all this stuff. Um, but it again, it, it it got me a a springboard to think of different areas. And you know, when I was going to school early on, my dad was a, a professor at at um, Central Connecticut. Um, you know, he didn't even know the stuff that I'd be doing. So it, you know, at one point, it amazes me on the on the growth of the um, ease of use of this. But it also has you know, the internet's opened up so much in that time frame. Um, you know, the world is flat. There's no boundaries. There's there's nothing that you can't send to an alum in Brussels that you can send to an alum in East Hartford. Um, so it's, you know, I think the game changer is more access and less of a knowledge base to making the web more interactive. So it's gone from, you know, doing static sites with basically putting a marketing brochure or for a lot of our schools a view book online. Then you've transformed into some more changeable content. Now it is all dynamic content, which is database-driven, so calendars, news, uh, events um, can be automated, and a lot of it is with with a process and a strategy. Um, So it's smoke and mirrors. Um, and then you add in the engagement part where now you can add people 
um, blogging or adding comments or RSS feeds or iCal feeds where they can take your information and put it where they want. So the big strategies now are, yes, like you said, it starts and ends at your, your website, but where are they in between? You know, so how do you add value for them, one, to come to your website? And that could be done through, you know, search engine optimization or some traditional marketing in your magazine or uh, whatnot. And then going out to Facebook and adding, say, you know, three pictures of reunion, but maybe putting, you know, 350 pictures behind your alumni community to add value. Um, so it, it is a value proposition from going to the website to the social sites and then trying to drive them back, whether it's for friend-raising purposes, whether it's just to engage them, whether it's for them to update their information so that your database is as best as it possibly can be, um, or whether it's for them to click on a link in Facebook and actually give to the annual fund. Um, so the, the, the times definitely have changed from having a bottleneck to more of a open funnel to having the silos that I um, used to describe, and I worked in two of those silos in athletics and alumni at the college environment, but getting more of a, a, a big-picture approach of getting it onto every team where each of the different departments can definitely play, but you can be under one umbrella um, and getting people to communicate and collaborate. So I think you know, going from the personnel side, it's been one person traditionally years ago managing the site to many, many more now, and the software enhances along the way have really expedited that transition, the user adoption, and ownership for each of the different departments. Well, Rob, as we as we wrap up here, let's take a look into the future. You know, uh, it was just it was just yesterday that um, email was our biggest way to get information out to folks, and then social media um, has has helped us and assisted uh, alongside of email. Talk a little bit about what you see coming in the future. I, I know um, everyone seems to be looking at the internet on their on their mobile phones. Talk a little bit about uh, the future of where technology is going today. And again, you're you're just as smart as me, so this this can uh, <laughs> blow up in my face. But you know, I I think it, it really is more a, a user centric experience. Um, you know, we talk about websites and social networking is is you're going to have a home base for your controlled communication, and then you're going to have to go out to where your users are. So a lot are on the iPhones, a lot are on Blackberries. Um, you know, the the iPads coming out with a bunch of hype tablets. You name it. It's. I think the future of where we're going is more of a web top, um, and the web top is is really kind of you know your desktop, but it's all in the in the cloud. Um, so it follows you wherever you are, whatever device you're on, um, and it personalizes that that information to you. So it it brings a portal that has your stock quotes, that has your weather, that has your uh, alumni feeds, that has your um, New York Times feed. It, it, it allows you to collaborate and personalize that information to your liking. Um, the things that we've been missing a lot in the iGoogle environments, in the in the portal environments, the NetVibes environments, is traditionally the educational environment. So what we've you know tried to build is is our own web top for each school, so that a parent, a student, an alum. Uh, 
um, a major donor can go into their web top for their alma mater, whether it be college, whether it be um, high school, and get that personal environment. Um, but I think as a as a parent now, again, you know, when we worked together, we were both young enough. You you had, um, I believe, one right. one child, but you know, now I'm three child, uh, three children into um, my experience, and I think it, you know, as a parent, it, it differs from the kids of what what is perceived value and and what they want. So it is perceived value on the end user, but it's also one-stop shopping. So if I'm a parent, I want to see all my three kids' classes. I want to see the athletic games. I want to see, um, you know, the lunch menu. I want to see everything involved. Um, as a student, you want that same information, but you want it tailor-made in a cooler environment that allows you to interact with your friends, that allows you to, to really do a, a lot of things and not get um, bogged down by, you know, email or text messaging or, or, or the different environments. I think the big picture is everybody's different, is how can you shape that personalization and experience into one environment. And I think the platform is the web. It's going to be more on bandwidth, and it's going to be more on devices adapting to pulling information in real time off the web, like, you know, iPhone has the apps now. Right. But wouldn't it be cool if you could just do that all right through the browser environment as well? No matter what platform you're on, you can go anywhere and you don't need to build different apps. You can do it directly through that web top environment. So that's that's my vision and we can have a podcast in, in about fifteen <laughs> years to see where that that comes out. But I think it, it it's on ease of use, it's a it's about personalization and it's about everybody's different. You don't know what is a value to all of your alums, or else you'd be you'd be strategizing to do that to touch right. every single alum. We don't know the touching point for each of these folks, but what we can do is set up a strategy to hopefully get to the majority of them. And then what we do is listen. Where are you know is is look in the mirror and see how you're succeeding, see how you're failing, and then adapt. Where not you know. I talk about strategy, but you also need to dip your toe in the water to, to be innovative you know, and, and do some things, and, and don't be afraid to fail. That's the biggest thing is, is you know, be, be an early adopter, or you can sit back a year or two and, and be one of the followers, or you can sit back a real long time and do nothing um, because, again, you've you got three types of organizations, ones that do it, ones that watch it, and then ones that say, what just happened? Right. So where are you in that <laughs> spectrum, and where do you want to be and come up with a good game plan for success? Absolutely. Some good stuff, Rob. Rob, in the final 60, second, final 60 seconds here, go ahead and give a plug for Final Sight. Tell folks about it and how they can get more information about your company. Uh, thank you, Paul. Well, Final Sight, um, if you go to www.finalsight.com, um, we build web strategies and solutions for schools, everything from content management system to add-on portals, um, add-on modules. Um, we feel, you know, we try and make the experience for our schools as best as possible from a front-end website all the way into a personalized portal experience to a learning management system. So if you'd like to learn more, you can, you know, follow us on Twitter. It's just Final Sight, F-I-N-A-L-S-I-T-E. Uh, view us online, or if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's just Rob DiMartino. Um, and, again, I'd be happy to continue the conversation. But 
Paul, thanks again. It's it's been a pleasure catching up. It's been a long time, and and uh, uh, look forward to connecting more often with you. Excellent. Thanks, Rob, for joining us today on the Impact Alumni Podcast. I will put the links to all of those, uh, to Rob's Twitter f- uh, feed and to the Final Sight website so that it'll be in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today. No, thanks again, Paul. Enjoy your day. All right. Take care, Rob. I appreciate right. it. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Rob DiMartino from Final Sight. Send us feedback and connect to the show. Visit our website at alumnipodcast.com for other episodes of the show. And send us email at paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com. You can subscribe to the Impact Alumni Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or just visit our website to subscribe. Again, the website is alumnipodcast.com. You can also follow the show or become a fan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Get involved in the conversation on one of these social media sites. Send me a tweet at Impact Alumni. Uh, thanks for joining us today. The next episode, we'll talk with Gordon McDougall of the Virginia Commonwealth uh, Alumni Association, and we're going to talk to Gordon about educational travel. Until then, take care.